Blog Talk Radio. Blog Talk Radio. charges. 
Now, this news came hours after Trump signed an executive order granting a full pardon to uh, former San Francisco 49 owners, Eddie DeBartolo Jr., and that was related to a decades-old corruption charge as well. So what, is he letting all the corruption people out? Is that how we doing? That's his right. Okay, and it says it was nearly, uh, it was one of nearly a dozen pardons and commutations, I guess that's how you say that, that the White House uh, announced on Tuesday of this week. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, Another big name on the list of people that are getting their sentence commuted Mm -hmm. was Michael Milken. Now, you remember him, former junk bond trader? Oh, okay. Who took a lot of people's money and did a bunch of funky stuff. you got to be kidding me. He pleaded guilty back in 1990 to racketeering and security fraud. Unbelievable. The man who prosecuted Milken and one of the people who advocated for his pardon, according to the White House, was guess who? Rudy Giuliani. Oh, Lord. Of course. Giuliani also advocated for a pardon for Kurlick, Kurick, who is Giuliani's hand-picked police commissioner when he was mayor of New York. Kurick was sentenced in 2010 to four years in prison after pleading guilty to eight felony charges, including tax fraud. And it's a bunch of, this is crazy. So Blagojevich who's now 63, was sentenced in 2011, supposed to do 14 years mm. in federal prison on those corruption charges. Mm. And this had to do with the solicitation of bribes in an attempt to sell the Senate seat that was vacated when Barack Obama Barack was elected Obama. president. Who does that? <laughs> yeah, who does that? How are you going to sell a Senate seat? But he tried. He was trying. Yeah. So Trump, who had repeatedly floated the idea of pardoning Blagojevich, told reporters that he had received a tremendously powerful, ridiculous sentence. Oh, so okay. 14 years was tremendously, powerfully ridiculous. <laughs> he oh, said uh, he served eight years, and Trump felt like that was a long enough time. I see. Yeah. Well, they were saying that he was, um, the appeals court dismissed five of um, his 18 convictions. <laughs> I mean, uh, from wire fraud to conspiracy uh, to commit extortion. So I'm like, he did a lot. He was busy. But I think that that's considered what white collar crime, I guess. And yeah, that's what they call it. Not knocking somebody in the head, so it's, you do less of time. That's what they say. You do the white collar crime, you do less time. Mm-hmm. So, you know, unfortunately, people out here knocking folks in the head, y'all going to do some long time. And you won't get the president pardoning you. <laughs> now, here's what Trump said uh, to the reporters at Andrews Air Force Base. Mm-hmm. He said he served eight years in jail, a long time. Uh, I don't know him very well. I met him a couple of times. He was on The Apprentice for a short while, some years ago. Seems like a nice person, but I don't know him. But you going to pardon him. So why'd yeah. you pardon him? You don't know exactly. Him. How can you say he seems like a nice person if you don't know him? And then he said, I met him a couple of times, but I don't know him. But he seems like a nice person. So Trump said that many people thought the sentence was unfair and this man should be able to go back home to his family. Well, what about all the other well, people in jail for stupid stuff? All right, well, let me uh, let me intervene just a minute if I could. Mm-hmm. Now, first of all, let's not leave the politics of things out of there, right? First of all, uh, this man was a uh, – does this say what his political affiliation is? He's a Democrat. Democrat. All right, he was a Democrat at the time. Mm-hmm. But now that Trump has commuted his sentence, He's whatever Trump wants him to be. Mm-hmm. Like when the puppet is down yeah. here and you got the strings tied to your finger and you're going like this here, mm-hmm. and the little puppet's going. So Trump's got him under his control. Okay? So now, when you look at things like that today, when he got busted, the world is divided in 50% of people. 50% of people before it and 50% of people mm-hmm. against it. Now, if Trump can get him to lead over to the Republican side of things, which is what you're going to hear in the next few weeks, that now he's a Trump supporter and he's bringing any constituents with him over to the Trump side because he was the ex-governor of of Illinois, which is a huge 
city with a lot of delegates. And remember, you win an election based on the, the electoral college and how right. many how many delegate votes you get, not how many votes you get. Which I still don't understand that. Yeah, well, yeah. like I said, yeah. uh, <laughs> Hillary Clinton got the popular vote. Does. Clinton Booker got like 11 million, but yeah. Trump got like 9 million, but he had all the, he won right. the states, right. the internal aspect of the state, the counties and the cities and everything. So but anyway, yeah. he's going to be a puppet for Trump, and Trump knows this election year he needs all he can get. So I think that's where his situation is because he was a punk when he went in. I'm sure he's still a punk now that he's getting out. So, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens. And he's been in for a long time. Uh, but one person they're not talking about is, is Jesse Jackson Jr., who was right up there in, in the whole council chamber with him at the time. They were both in on that. But Jesse Jackson Jr. got out of it because Jesse Jackson Jr. ended up going to the crazy house. Because he he committed himself, it's crazy. Because the one thing he 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 spoke a lot ill-fated about his father, because his father, as you know, not to bring up different situations, but the past, but I will. Mm-hmm. Um, his father uh, got the young lady pregnant. Well, they both got each other pregnant. Uh, the young lady who was doing a story on him, a documentary or a book, or whatever it was, a op-ed, whatever it was. And they end up having a baby. That baby right now is probably about 17, 18 years old. Mm-hmm. You know, now. Probably. So when they had a baby, you know, Jesse Jackson's wife divorced him immediately. And Jesse, being a mother's a mama's boy, Jesse's son, <laughs> he was totally against his father for doing that. So, but then all of a sudden, when he, while he was hating on his father and kicking his father to the curb and trying to kill his father's reputation, yeah. his butt Heine was hanging out with yeah. the whole scandal with Barack Obama. So you trying to box your father in public, and you didn't have no pants on, and your ass was out. So therefore, he got spanked on his ass. So instead of him going to jail like this guy here, they sent him to the, to the crazy house. But I still think his father has an influence on that particular sentence. On what? Uh, on this particular sentence, even though. Oh, the fact that he went to the crazy house right, instead of right, getting, right, right, even right. He still he tried talking, to help him, right, right. Even though oh, yeah, he, he, he lost father, his mind. Right, he still was going. He lost his mind because he didn't realize he thought that if I keep badgering my father in public, that was that would supply my heart on how he broke my mother's heart mm-hmm. and had a baby out of out of wedlock like he did. But in the meantime, he's with this other guy. They're trying to make millions on selling the, the seat to Barack Obama vacant. And like I said, one went to jail and one went to the house with the little rubber walls and all that jazz. So you know, but he's, he's been out though. I think he's out now. Oh yeah, he's yeah. out. You don't hear from him no more because yeah. he's got you know. He, he done went way underground, I guess. Yeah, he's underground. He's you know. What are you gonna mm-hmm. do? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, speaking of the people that um, Trump pardoned, um, what's the guy's name? Eddie DeBartlow Jr. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. He's he was 73, I guess at the time. It says DeBartlow, 73, who owned 49ers between 77 and 2000, was charged in 98 involving former congressman and um, Louisiana Governor Edwin Edwards. Mm-hmm. Um, he pleaded guilty to one count of failing to report a felony after prosecutors said um, Edwards demanded $400,000 from the 49ers owner in exchange for a riverboat casino license. DeBarto was also um, fined $1 million and served two years of probation. Wow. Yeah, that was a huge scandal. Yeah. And also the NFL fined him, too, and barred from um, team operations for a year. Mm-hmm. Um, he turned over control to his sister, wow, Denise York, who still owns the team. Yeah, so it's the York family that owns stuff. But, okay. Eddie, but he was a great guy, though. Mm-hmm. He was, when it came to black men in the NFL, he was all for the families because what's the name doesn't say anything about him. Uh, uh, um, Jerry Rice or uh, Ronnie Lott or anybody, uh, Joe Montana, you know, 49ers for life back in the day. They were all up on him as being a great man, and he just, he made some bad mistakes because he, he was nice and doing his thing on the side, and you can't think that when you're making money and hustling that you're not going to be tracked. Right. You always got to be cool. When you start making money, you got to be the coolest. You got to chill, man. <laughs> but it did say, um, you were talking about the 49ers, Jerry Rice, Ronnie Lott, and Charles Charles Haley mm-hmm. were at the White House for the um, signing ceremony. So. Right, exactly. Yeah, like you say, he's, he's a, they loved him. Yeah. They loved him because he was with their, yeah, he just, their families and everybody. He just got caught oh, up yeah. in some stuff. I yeah, think. but he, he, was, yeah. he loved black people. Like my man in the movie, uh, Jerry Maguire. I love black people. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what else did he say? Yeah. Well, he Remember when life. he told him to say it? He was real life like that. Mm-hmm. Wow. Interesting. All right. 
Well, what I, else is happening? And this other guy, uh, Michael uh, Milken. Mil- mm-hmm. Milken. Yeah, Milken. He was in the news big time, too, for a whole scandal when it came to Wall Street. and He was a mess, okay? He was a complete mess. And when Trump goes in and grabs these scavenger people, now the story behind that, like I said, Trump wants this guy here to go 50% in on him now and get elected. This guy here, uh, Michael Milkins, he had to understand, too, if people do a lot of Wall Street trading and they end up stealing like $36 million from the thing, now, if they only get fined $15 million when they go to jail, this $15 million, just like that movie, uh, Moves it, but Denzel Washington, where they held the money, they buried the money underneath the dog. Uh, remember back in the backyard? Oh, Shawshank Redemption? No, no, that, no, 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 that's, no, that's not. No. Wait a minute, oh, you said Denzel. Denzel, yeah, Denzel, buried I think it was training money. day, or somewhere. Uh, oh, yeah, and he, he, it was underneath he, in the yard, underneath the, underneath the doghouse, in the backyard, oh, yeah. he held okay. the money underneath there, and the big German Shepherd. Okay. So if you could find $15 million for your crime, and you milk $36 million. There's $15 million still out there. So I think Trump talked to this guy, Milkins, and said, where's the rest of the money? Oh, what do you mean? Where's the rest of the money? You milk people for $36 million, and you only got fined $15 million. Just, just by internal revenue. Now, mind you, Trump has what's his name in his back pocket? The Secretary of Treasury. What's his name? Red wine? Uh, Nugent. Oh, no, him Mnuchin? and his wife was flying around Mnuchin. in the. Isn't that his name, Mnuchin? I don't know. Let me. I'm work. I work for the government. Let me go my pay stub. Uh uh-uh. uh. Yeah, Mnuchin. I, I think it's Mnuchin. Him and his wife, they're ballers and shot callers, yeah, yeah, so okay. they run stuff. So anyway, he talked to Mnuchin, who's the secretary of treasury, to find out what kind of money this guy paid back to the government and how much he milked. So Trump probably is getting money from this guy here. Mm-hmm. That he got, because when these guys come out of jail, they right. go straight where the money's buried. Oh yeah. Don't think they don't. It's oh well, the government gave him five, twenty years in jail and fined him twenty million dollars. Well, wait a minute. I watched the show Greed. Greed said he stole over forty million dollars, and the government only took twenty million. So where's the rest yep. of the money? Yep. A lot of people in Wall Street get busted like that. The, the number that they took from people and the number they got fined never matches up. Of course. And they don't care. They'd be in the federal penitentiary chilling, chilling, chilling. Because they, they know they got money to come out to. Yeah. But Trump came in the middle of that and said, yo, my man, my main man. Look at here. I'm going to let you out. But where's the rest of the money? Where's the $15 million between the $36 million you stole? So everything Trump does is connected to oh, something. Oh, sure, sure. Don't think Trump is just letting people out because he ain't got nothing else to do. I agree. You I know? agree with so, you on that one, Bob. So, you know, everybody is there for a method to Trump's madness, and I know that's Red Wine's boy. Don't so even go there. elaborate on it. Please do not go there. main man. You voted for him. You're going to vote for him again? Lies, you tell. Anyway. Okay. All right. All right. Uh, so we're going to try to stay commercial-free tonight. Uh, oh, wow. Are we going to be? Uh, <laughs> that's a first. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, we have, one more. Uh, yeah. One more? What else you got? Um, oh, we were trying to follow up on a story about, uh, oh, gosh, now I've forgotten the name, Barr. Okay. What was going on with the Attorney General Barr? Yeah. Did anybody find out anything else on that one? Because I don't want to say it if we don't know for well, sure. Well, just, just off the top happened. of my head, and... Um, Barr is the attorney general, which means that you're the top cop. Means that you know when you go in society as a, you know if you if you get busted, the first thing you're gonna handle is the cops on a lower level. You know, then it goes to the, the prosecutors, the district attorneys, whatever. And that's all local municipality, but way up here in Washington is where all the district attorney is the main dog. He's up here with the Supreme Court and all these other people. So whatever you do locally, if it's that bad, it'll shoot up here at some point. When you go to appeal your stuff, at the, you know, you, when you get done your trial, you're going to appeal at this level, and this is the lower level, but after a while it goes up here, then district attorney get a hold of it. But he's the main, he's the top cop, the district attorney. He has a bodyguard, carries a gun, wears a vest and everything. He's right there in line with the president and everything else. He's the top cop. He's the top cop. Very, he's everybody's boss. Everybody, any cop and lawyer all over the world, that's their boss. The district attorney of the United States. That's his 
position. Well, we won't even talk about now. the stuff he's done most recently. Well, the but. reason why things are going down right now is because Barr was always defending Trump, you know. But what they did recently when Trump came in and, and started talking about the – he came in the middle of a trial. It was a trial going on with a situation with uh, the gentleman at uh, – the gem what was the one that uh he was he was about to get uh, sentenced when a gentleman Yeah, I can't recall now who it was. Uh, it was a Stone. Stone Right, Roger Stone. Stone's a guy who wears little crazy glasses with the white hair, he looks like an old porn star. Whatever, okay. he looks real crazy. And he loves Richard Nixon. He loves Richard Nixon. He does peace really? signs like him. Yeah, yeah he's crazy. He has tattoos but, but see, of that's Nixon. Trump, that's Trump's oh, yeah. boy. Yeah. That's yeah. Trump's boy. Trump hangs out with him and everything. See, yeah. these guys go back. They go way back. Yeah, they do. So anyway, Stone was just about to get sentenced, and they wanted seven years on that. And the prosecutors did all they can to get this man in jail for a while. Because if you throw somebody in jail, if you get him in jail for five years, you're lucky. So they got him for seven years. Midstream, before they about to do the sentencing, Trump said, oh, no, that's too much time, too much time. We don't want to give him too much time. So Trump came in and kind of knocked that over. So the prosecutors, those prosecuting case, four of them, each name on the talk name, um, the, they, uh, what they did was four prosecutors quit. Mm -hmm. They said all that work we did to burn this guy's stone. Now Trump's going to come and tell us that the sentence we gave him was too high. What does Trump have to do with our case? Okay? Mm -hmm. So four prosecutors left. Mm -hmm. Now, when four prosecutors left from the district attorney's office, what does that do? What happens when four people leave from any place? Mm -hmm. From Walmart, from from Red Lobster, from anywhere. What happens when four people leave? You're Mm shorthanded. So now the prosecutor's office is shorthanded. And and Barr finally came out and said, you know what, I don't think the Trump that should be going. He spoke his mind on what, but now you you spoke your mind on losing your four prosecutors and make the office short. But you also tried to defend Trump during the impeachment scandal a couple weeks ago. So you're being contradictive. Now you're all for Trump. Now you're against Trump. So everybody's saying, look, man, look, Barr, you need to go. Okay. Yeah, yeah. You don't even know which way your wing wanger is winging. He's just doing you know? too much thank you, thank you for the um, exactly. Trump, and they realize it. Mm-hmm. Because th- this story, this story talks about a former DLJ lawyer is one of more than two thousand former department officials who signed an open letter urging Attorney General William Barr to resign after Barr intervened in the case with Roger Stone. Right, because I mean, in a month's time, right, cause you were being so gun ho with Trump. Not being impeached, right. but now that you, now that Trump came in here and messed up this case, you want to act like he's disrespecting your office. Well, Trump mm-hmm. been disrespecting the whole office for a long time, mm-hmm. and they they find out now he's a turncoat. He's just a you know he's a, yeah. it's a mess. You know, yeah. everything the truth always comes to the light. Right. You know, I what mean, it, to to me, it all started with um when he redacted um you know the information that they gave on um Donald Trump. Yeah. yeah, before been, the full report, he right? Be he's been right. defending him for a he's, long he's, time. He was more or less going on his side. I'm mm-hmm. like, are you? Serious? Yeah, he was like, let me sum it up, right. and tell you what you need to know. But we couldn't read it once we read it. It's like, okay, everything is crossed out. You can't yeah. read Jiggity yeah. Jack. A redacted report is not going to help. Jiggity Jack, that's old school. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Hmm. Uh oh, that's a demerit. Oh. <laughs> I'm fired. Uh-oh, no, we were okay, checking, bye. We're checking our alarm system in the studio. <laughs> <laughs> it works. Look, we got a, we got a new player um, on the scene anyway. Um, Lena Chanel, we have her coming up shortly. Uh, she sings our theme song, and she's straight out from California. Mm. So we're hanging take... out in the studio in the DMV. All right. And we're going to tell y'all where our studio is because y'all are crazy. <laughs> Might be lined up, knocking on the door, huh? <laughs> Lena Chanel, Lena Chanel. They might come and crash the pajama party. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's okay, right. we're going to yeah. take a little break, but we're going to keep moving. It's, yeah. We can, we keep moving. Okay. I want to say one thing, though, uh, in all in all sincerity. I, I I listened to, I was on the train one day just listening to things on YouTube, and I ran across a, 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 a Tammy Terrell when he did a feature of her on Unsung. Oh, wow. Uh, and it, Unsung's speaks the truth on things. And it's so ironic that the first thing they spoke about was not only her her problems with her life and her death 
and the in-between. Mm-hmm. And what got me, and I just think that all ladies out here, you know, young ladies in the, in the music industry and things of this nature should take heed to what I'm about to say because mm-hmm. I'm being very serious about this. Because usually in, in the, the position that men take in most cases when people talk about men, men act like they're being picked on and they're being this and that. And when a man steps in and tries to just defend a woman's point of view, the man's looking like he's some kind of wimp and he's not really standing up for men or whatever, 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 whatever. But unsung really, really swayed my heart with this because I was a huge fan of this duet, okay, which is Marvin Gaye and Tammy Terrell. Huge fan of them. They've done songs like Ain't No Mountain High Enough, uh, Heaven Must Have Sent You From Above, Heaven Must Have Sent Your Precious Love, okay, uh, a song I personally wanted to sing with uh, Lena Chanel, but I can't seem to rope her down for five minutes. Uh, ain't nothing like the real thing. It did that song as well. One day, uh, hopefully, me and Lena uh, Chanel will probably sing that together, probably in my dreams. But uh, hopefully it can come reality one day. Uh, ain't nothing like the real thing. Ain't nothing like the real thing. Your precious love and ain't no amount high enough are three songs out of many songs that Marvin Gaye and Tammy Terrell did together. Marvin, uh, Tammy Terrell tragically died at 24 years old. She started early in her life singing and being a part of things and all that jazz. And eventually she migrated to Detroit and she got with the whole Motown thing and all that. But we, as a people, all I want to say to people now, uh, as you listen to our show tonight, you know, always understand that you have to not just be contained to your own generation. Take a step back to see what happened in other generations because the truth will come to the light and really shock you about what people have done. And we cannot begin to speak on, um, wow, uh, let's say R. Kelly, for example. Okay? Right now the big thing is R. Kelly. R. Kelly with this, R. Kelly with that, R. Kelly with this, R. Kelly with that. Sure, there's some uh, interesting things with that, what have you. There's some people that got together and they made different stories, documentaries, uh, different, you know, because the network will do things which is benefit to them, okay? Now, but let me just say this. I'm going to keep it short because we're going to bring on Lena Chanel here, and we definitely want to get her in on here because she's going back to California, and we need to get her on record on our show because we're real proud to have her. But, and even with her future as a singer, Hopefully she can pull something out of this as well. There were two people that now they said that Tammy Terrell always had hereditary headaches that she inherited from her mother. Okay. But then she she was so pretty and so sexy. And that's what everybody said about her, unsung different performers in the past. Uh, Ashford Simpson, who wrote the songs I'm talking about. You know, Ain't No Mountain High Enough, Your Precious Love, um, you know, all these songs. Astro Simpson wrote all these songs that Marvin Gaye and Tan Terrell sang. Now, they were saying how she had, especially Nick, Nick Astro saying, oh, man, she was sexy as I, I, I You know, he was. You know, he, that was my man. He was a baller. He had long hair, you know. Him and Verdine White of Earth, Wind, and Fire. But they were the original long hair ballers, shot callers. Anyway, so he said that... Um, yeah, she was real sexy, but she hooked up first with James Brown. James Brown wanted her as a background singer, so it became James Brown's singer. Now, James Brown, being from the South, he's from Macon, Georgia, and I'm going to put this out there, and I want this recorded on our show. James Brown was from Macon, Georgia, okay, Southern boy. Now, he I don't know whether or not he was going with Tammy Terrell because of her, or because he felt like he could pull her away from Marvin Gaye, and they were just singing together as a duet, but they looked so good together singing. Marvin Gaye was young, handsome brother, and remember, Marvin Gaye's from Washington, D.C., so he was a city slicker brother, you know what I mean? Cool, laid back, tall, tall, brown-skinned, golden brown brother, and handsome. James Brown, doing slippity slide, southern boy, country accent, whatever, whatever, whatever. You know, insecurities come with southern brothers, and no disrespect. You know what I mean? You like a southern man, that's your choice. But sometimes insecurities can come along when they're dealing, when they're up against the city guy. 
Because the city guy do stuff natural where a country guy got to maybe put a little more effort. I'm a city guy, maybe be a little biased. Okay. Now, come to find out, it was known, and, and Unsung said this, not me, that James Brown was beating Tammy Terrell. Knocked her in the head a few times, which kind of went along with the headaches that she was having. Now, it's documented the fact that James Brown was always arguing with his horn player, Maceo. Maceo quit the group two or three times because James Brown was just so crazy with stuff that he would lose his trumpet player, the main guy. In nine songs, he would say, Maceo, come blow your horn. Okay? Now, let's go to David Ruffin, another guy. He wasn't a country boy, but he was uglier than the, than the, than the day was long. This man had bifocal glasses that was thick as Coke bottles, as he said back in the day. And there's again, another guy that when she finally broke up with James Brown, hooked up with David Ruffin. David Ruffin, like I said, he was uglier than... She got around. What's, what's the point? What's the main point? You're well, about? the main point I'm making is the fact that she dealt with guys that had insecurity. She was always singing with Marvin Gaye, gotcha. who's one of the handsomest brothers, slickest brothers from Washington, D.C., that you want to know. And these country boys and these ugly boys felt like, I got to stand up against Marvin Gaye, so they ended up hitting her. I now, it's said uh, by Unsung that Dave Ruffin hit her in the head with a hammer. Also hit her in the head. He was a motorcycle guy. Hit her in the head with a motorcycle. So eventually, make a long story short, Tammy Drell died of, he was a motorcycle driver. He, no, you said he hit her with a what now? Motorcycle helmet. Oh, the helmet. Okay. So eventually, with all the headaches and everything and the abuse she got, eventually she they she developed a tumor. They operated on that, tried to take tumor out of her brain, yada, 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 over and over again. But eventually she succumbed to her injuries and as well as her cancer of the tumor, and she died at 24 years old. Tammy Terrell, those songs, Ain't No Mountain High Enough, Heaven Must Have Sent You From Above, Heaven Must Have Sent Your Precious Love, and the other one, um, all of them, all of them, beautiful songs, just as good as the Carpenters. But all I'm saying is this, and I'm going to close on this. You got James Brown and David Ruffin, who used to beat the hell out of Tammy Terrell, who was on the Motown label with Marvin Gaye. What the hell was Barry Gordon's position when all this was going on? Was this hidden? Was this undercover? How dare you talk about uh, R. Kelly now with all the secrets that Barry Gordon was holding because David Ruffin was one of the Temptation singers or that James Brown had his own thing going on? Well, my take on that is he didn't want it to get out because it would have came back to him. But that's what I'm saying. He exactly. Did, he, he didn't want that on his hands. That's how. Well, that's whoa, well, wait a minute. If you are running that particular record company, they they were running a quote unquote prestigious type of of, of organization. Motown was this was it. Right, but the people that so, you hire are the people that represent you. Well, they're gonna, they're you gonna can't. You can't. I can't say I'm running the. Papa Didi Foundation and some of my employees is out here raping women in the middle of the night. I can't. I gotta be. I'm. I'm going to be held accountable with it. Let them go. Okay. Fire them or whatever. Okay. Well, we, I cannot. I, I don't buy that. I don't buy the I fact that Barry did. Gordon should be sitting on a golden stool because deep down inside, at his upper age now, mm-hmm. he's probably saying to himself, "You know what? I, I could have curved that." I should have curved that. This woman died at 24 years, and how much yeah. money was made off? And I, like I said, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna close okay. on this. You sure? Ain't no mountain high enough. Ain't no mountain high enough. We got it. Your yeah, precious got love, it. and the other song was the most popular songs that Motown ever put out, and that's why he didn't go near it. James Brown was popping one in by the time, but you know the beautiful thing about all this? James Brown, when he died, he didn't get buried for like six months for different crap going on with his life. And David Ruffin died in Philadelphia. He was going to sing at the Man Music Center with the Made Up Temptations. He went down to buy some crack before a show. They never even did the show in Philly. He died in the back alley. They took $40,000 off his money bill. So just go to show how you live is how you die. So okay. anyway, I'm just going to leave it at that. Bam. Well, that was Papa Didi and what's Papa? I'm just saying. I agree. <laughs> okay. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. <laughs> wait a minute. That's a wise saying there. Wait a minute. <laughs> He even took your, he even took your thing. Yeah, now he's just saying, you know, that's I'm how it goes. I'm just saying. I'm okay. just saying. Well, it's you know an I mean? interesting, you know, yeah. point of view. So R. Kelly, my brother, hey, okay. hey, yeah. if you was that digging them down, then I, 
Leisha wasn't banging over the head. Anyway, okay. I just, right. I'm going to leave it alone. All right. Okay. Well, leave it alone. I don't know if this is a good segue, but we have a leader Chanel in the studio. <laughs> She sings our theme song. You had to kill with a good night. And, uh. Because we're talking about singers and stuff, and God bless you. We believe, we know that you're, with your spirit and your background, that you're not even going to phase into that. What's up, everybody? Whoa! Hey, hey. Lena in the house. Yes. Girl, all the way from Cali. Where are you from? Los Angeles? Yeah. Well, uh, Woodland Hills now. Okay. What's that playing? That is uh, one of your selections, Fall. I was going to turn it up oh a little goodness. bit. We got to get this updated. I'll <laughs> <laughs> play just a few seconds of a uh, selection of hers called Fall. Check this out. John Party Money was Papa D. I mean, with uh, Kettle. Hello. And Red Wine. Bonsoir, darling. All right, we're back with And Lena uh, Chanel. Lena hey, Chanel. hey, hey, hey. Woo. Right. That was uh, a selection called Fall. Yes. Mm-hmm. That's actually the song that I auditioned with on the VH1 show, Signed. Okay. Oh, okay. Uh, that was the snippet that they played when I first made my debut on the show. Okay. Uh, what was the show about? Oh. It is a singing it was a singing and a rap competition, mm-hmm. and um, basically you, they put us through, like, different things. Like, they'll say you have two days to prepare for a performance in front of this huge crowd, thousands of people. Mm-hmm. Um, they would give us a studio time. We would have to work on things. So it was competition. Um, yeah. Okay, I got it. It was about, what, eight, ten people? Uh, at the end, it was eight finalists, uh, okay. but we started with 500. Wow. Yeah, it was like 500 in the initial auditions. Wow. That got down to 40, and then wow. 40 are the people that made it to the TV audition. So you made it to the oh, TV okay. audition. That's great. Right. Yeah. That's very good. So you made it from the audition all the way down to wow. the final. All the way to the final, yeah. proud of that. Okay. So that was Rick Ross and what other producers were there? Uh, Rick Ross, The Dream, and Lenny S. That's right. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah that's who it was. Uh, All right. yeah. I did catch that series. That was really good. Was. Thank you. Thank you so much. Mm-hmm. It was definitely an interesting experience. Well, I hope you keep in contact with some of those producers, too. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Shout out to Lenny. That's my boy. And The Dream. He was the most supportive throughout the show with okay. me, okay. The Dream. I guess Rick Ross was too high up on the hill, but anyway. Oh, Rick Ross was actually the nicest. Like, any time I ever uh, did a performance or whatever it was, mm-hmm. um, he was always the one that's like, man, I just love this girl. She reminds me of so 90s, man. He always used to say that, like, she's so 90s. Wow. Okay. Taking us back. So do you write your own songs, or do you work with someone collaborating? How does that work? Uh, I write all my own music. I actually just recently did a collaborative song, uh, like, three days ago in the studio, and I haven't really had a writing partner in a while. But since before that, I, I write everything. Everything I've ever recorded, put out, I've written all of it. Can we get the name of that EP? You're ready I'm, to drop? I'm thinking about a name. <laughs> oh, okay. My I'm bad, about a name. my bad. <laughs> okay. Usually when I hear it, I hear the, the track list, I hear how vibey it is, you know, and then mm-hmm. I get a, I kind of get a sense of a title from that. Okay. okay. Um, I don't usually like to name it first because then I feel you. like I'm. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> then you have to write okay. to the name. Exactly. Okay. Okay. So. We, can't, we can't wait for it to come out. Then. Thank you so much. I can't wait. So when do you think that will be? Probably get that. What is it, February? Honestly, I was aiming for my birthday or around the birthday month, so in July. Okay. Hopefully. Okay. 
right. Hopefully, that this, at the speed I'm working and all the content that I have, I have enough music already. I'm just, you know how I am. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it needs to be perfect. So I've recorded, right now I probably have a catalog of like 50 songs mm-hmm. okay. um, that are more current, but i got to get that down to like eight. So okay. And okay. I'm still recording more stuff. All right. So do you have any plans to do any touring? I would love to. I would love to tour. Um, I had management that I was working with, uh, 10 times talent. Uh, my contract ended, and I did not re- renew yet because I'm not sure. I feel like a lot of the things that I did or that I booked or that I recorded or I did it all myself anyway. Mm-hmm. So, That's good. Yeah, yeah, so I don't know if I'm going to continue with that. But I would right. say he would have been able to set the tour. That's something that he actually could do. So okay. maybe once I'm done with the music, I'll reach back out and see if they want, want to help further. Mm-hmm. And if you had a um, chance to tour, who would you want to tour with? Anybody Ooh. Yeah, if you could be like the opening act. For, uh, for any current artist, who would you like to be open for? That's a tough one. Mm. <laughs> uh, Chris Brown. Oh, okay. Chris um, Brown. Mm. Summer Walker. Mm-hmm. She's newer. I don't know if you know of her. I've only heard like one song from her. Mm. She has been uh, her single with Usher come through. Uh, went it got really okay. big. Mm. Okay, yeah, um, that's it. I know what you mean. Now. I just her music vibe fits my vibe, it would make sense. Mm-hmm. Um, even SZA, if she did go on another tour, right. I love her voice mm-hmm. and her music. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. off the top, that's who I can think of. Okay. So what else have you been doing lately? I know you are on social media. Mm-hmm. Are you involved in any other, like, online projects where people might be able to catch you, find you? Well, um, I am into the... The, the meal prep chef chef action, I like to cook. I do have an entire timeline of all the food that I cook on my Instagram page. Mm-hmm. It'll say Chef Chanel, which is my, my cooking name. Okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so you can, you can peep that. Um, I also do hair. So I get a lot of hair clients from Instagram. Um, but mostly music. I did just land a song in an upcoming show. It's, it's a show called Pumped that's going to mm. be coming out. Um Shout out to director Corey Grant, but I got a new song that no one has heard placed in that. So. Oh, so this is a movie. It's a show. It's a new series. Oh, a series. Okay. Mm-hmm. Called Pump. Yeah. I'm not sure when it's coming out, but I know it's going to be coming out via Urban Flix. Okay. So it's like Netflix, but black. Okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, black Netflix. Alright. So yeah. I like that. Song placement. Just mm-hmm. work working. So what's the name of this song? The one that's in there, light on. Light on. Yeah. Okay, I like that. Okay. All right, light on, light on. I like on. that. Thank <laughs> you. Light on. Is that one of your originals? That's one of your originals? Uh, yes. Okay. It's one of my originals, okay. and it was the first song that I actually solidified for the project. Like how I'm iffy about everything, that's the one song I know for sure it's going to be on there. Okay. Okay, cool. Um, mm-hmm. It's really, really well mixed. Shout out to Will Bag, Will Bagley. Mm-hmm. Um, he did a great job. Mixing my vocals sounds so professional. It's already mastered. Mm-hmm. I had a guy named Yanni master it, and he's Grammy nominated. Um, so. And do you do your own background vocals, or you work with uh, voc- uh, you know, people who do your background? Yes, I do all my own background vocals. Uh, I usually just get in the studio. I'll tell them to mute my solos, and then whatever I hear in the back, I'll just record those on top. Pull the solo back up and make sure it's not too convoluted. Um, and then you just go from there. It's all it's all part of the process. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of times I might even record um, just blank melodies with no words. When I hear a beat and I want to get a vibe, I'll just literally stand in front of the mic and just sing whatever comes out. It'll be all mumbles, but it'll mm-hmm. <laughs> at least I can hear melodies. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's not actual words. No, it'll literally be a, an entire mumble of melodies, but that way when I listen to it back, I can hear what. I'm, I'm trying to envision, like, what does that sound like? Like, uh, it's hard to do it with no beat. Oh, okay. <laughs> but literally, it's just kind of like, yeah, it literally sounds, humming. it sounds like mumble rap. Right. No, okay. It's okay. Humming, yeah. Yeah, exactly, it's humming. Humming, yeah. So, and then uh, there's the Livid outlet. Shout out to Livid. Livid, everyone, it's an, an amazing, an amazing app. If you like to watch different people with, that have different creative things that they do, and it's it's a live streaming app. 
So I live stream on there. I sing. I take song requests. Um, I cook on there. Um, and there's a lot of different streamers that do a lot of different cool things like art and building stuff and opera and like it's mm-hmm. it's it's, oh, a, wow. it's a cool it's a cool app. Um, what's it called now? Livit. L I V I T. So how to get onto it? Livit. dot com. It's an app. Download the app. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, so from app. like the Play Store from, or yeah, something like that. Apple Store or Play Look Store. Livit. Okay. Okay, yeah. and that's L I V I T is in Thomas. Yes. Okay. L I V I T. Yes. Okay. And um, it's awesome. That. You can keep up with your favorite streamers. You can see what they're doing throughout the day. Um, you so can send coins. How often do you on it? Usually, I try to do it every other day. Okay. Like I'll do. My goal is to do like four a week. Mm-hmm. So. Okay. And then I usually stay on for about an hour and a half every time I stream. Okay. So right. it's fun. It's fun. People we play games on there. Mm-hmm. People shout out like they want to hear their favorite songs. Okay. And you get paid from the app too. So. Wow. Everybody on there gets paid. Sorry, the streamers get paid. The viewers are the ones that are throwing out the points that gotcha. translate into money. Right. So yeah. it's cool. And it's global. It's from here all the way to Taiwan. Mm-hmm. Wow. What other ways can they um, find Lena Chanel? Uh, let's see. Facebook is Lena Chanel. Instagram is at Lena Chanel. Twitter, at Lena Chanel. Mm-hmm. Um, what else do I have? I think that's everything. Mm-hmm. And Livit. Livit is Lena Chanel. Gotcha. Okay. Lena Chanel, everything. You or you can just Google me. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We'll find you there. Yeah. Okay. Chanel. Now, how yeah. can we find your music? So the music that is already currently out mm-hmm. would be SoundCloud. Okay. Or um, there's one single on iTunes, but that's very old, even though it was one of my favorites. That's all right. Um, and the project that is going to be coming out um, in July, mm-hmm. well, hopefully July, we'll say. Um, we'll be everywhere. Title, Apple okay. Music, Spotify, okay. all that good stuff. All right, good. So, all right. You know, just living the singer LA life. The struggle is real. Okay. <laughs> so, we have another piece of Lena Chanel we could play? We do. We do so have one other. It was a previous selection of hers called On My Mind. Okay. So, we'll we'll take it out with that. Uh, thank you so much for dropping in on the interview. No problem. If you want to come back in on the other side of the song, feel free. But uh, I know you've got a, a uh, Yeah, you schedule. know I'm booked and busy. I got about <laughs> five minutes. <laughs> okay, well, I'll just play a piece of this song. This is called On My Mind. Lena oh, Chanel. Keep this up, we should already be done I can't help the thing that I feel for you All right, so welcome back to the John Party. I'm one of your Papa Didi. I'm here with Kettle. Hello. And Red Wine. Bonsoir, darling. And you were just listening to the vocal uh, performance of Lena Chanel mm-hmm. and On My Mind. Uh, so, Lena, I know you've got to go, but we just want to say thank you so much. No problem. Thank you for back. having me. Thank you so much. Shout out to Pajama Party. All right. All right. <laughs> Make sure you guys tune in every Friday night, 9 p.m. All right. Can you do us a favor and just sing a piece of our theme song since you recorded it? <laughs> oh, if you remember it. <laughs> uh, do I have to play the track for you? No, I remember it. Okay. Sorry, I was. Boom, 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 boom. Hey, all right. We got the beat. Okay. Hey, pajama party. Won't it text day? Don't you party? Don't come party. Party crew, keep it real for you. No clothes allowed. Woo! Thank you. You're welcome. Oh, wow. That was awesome. You guys don't mind me. All right. Uh, okay. I'm booked. I'm booked, guys. 
All right. All right. That was Lena Chanel. Yes. Yes. Oh, boy. Thank you so much for stopping by to see us. That was nice. Thank you. Oh, let's see. Oh, let's see. I know we're doing things out of our regular order, but this was a special show tonight. So we just going with how we feel tonight. Okay. Oh, let's see. Where are we going next? Um, Let me do my little Hollywood wrap-up. Oh, okay. Go right ahead. I got an appointment myself. Ooh. Okay. Oh, Everybody's busy tonight. Uh uh. Everybody's busy tonight, huh? All right. Well, let's cue up the Hollywood. Uh, go okay. right ahead, Carol. What's going on in the uh, entertainment news? Uh, well, unfortunately, we lo- we lost a great one, Janet DeBose, who played the vivacious neighbor, uh, Walona Woods, on Good Time. She composed the um the songs uh-huh. that the Jeffersons um uh you know the things for the Jeffersons. And moving on up. Right, moving on oh, up. Oh, that's right. Anna Dubois. Yep. She wrote that, yeah. Wow. Yep, so she yep, passed? Yep, she was 74, and they said she died of natural causes. Wow. So okay. I'm playing nothing like that, but she did quite a bit. She started in um, theater, mm-hmm. uh, where she appeared in Broadway production of The Golden Bay, I'm sorry, Golden Boy, Raising in the Sun, um, The Hot Eye, uh, Baltimore, and L.A., um, Good Times, Jefferson, Diary Mad Housewife, um, I'm Going to Get You Sucker, oh my God, Charlie. Oh, Blake that's right, she was Rose. in that. Yep, mm-hmm. Basic Instinct. Oh, I don't it remember. Credited numerous other films as various Basic Instinct, Next Friday, and uh, Tropic Thunder. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, All right, sister was working. She was, yeah. I think she was behind the scenes quite a bit, too, you know, but, you know, if you... Looked at the credits, you would see that, um, you know, that was... Her. Okay. Yeah. And uh, um, one more note. Snoop Dogg's son, Cordell Botas, he responds to backlash after he models in woman's clothes and makeup. Mm-hmm. Oh, boy. Interesting. Remind me of the um, Jaden uh, incident. Mm-hmm. Um, he got a he, he was the first male to get a contract with um one of the top model agencies. Um, he was wearing a skirt, but oh well. Um, he Cordell he scored a scholarship to play in uh, the UCLA, but after realizing that um his dad loved him for being himself and not playing football, he left school to become a model. He um, signed with MCM Worldwide in 2018. Um, some pictures surfaced of modeling wearing makeup and women's clothing. Mm, okay. Um, you know, Snoop has got some backlash. This is what happens when we stop getting uh, whooping, when you rebel and go against righteousness. Oh, Lord. Oh. We all need guidance and structure and support. The generation is under attack. You some of the Instagram and Facebook um, comments people are sending out. Um, this person slammed Snoop Dogg for his son's decision. This blank, sad, and failed Snoop. Oh, Lord. What is wrong with people? They need to let it go. But I notice a lot of the entertainers and, and sports people, their quote-unquote um, male counterparts or their male sons are coming out and, you know, they want to be out there. Dwayne Wade just went through this last, what, two oh, weeks ago? Yeah, with his son, Zion, who's now known as Zaya. Right, mm-hmm. and um, um, Irving. Matthew Johnson. Right, yeah. Matthew Johnson, yeah. He's already, he's in full blown. Yeah, for sure. Full and um, I see it, he's been modeling and everything. Mm-hmm. But I'm saying this must be, quote, unquote, the new normal. I mean, yeah. you know, I don't see anything wrong with it. If you're making that money and them coins, and this is what you want to do, I say go for it. I suppose so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just so many things happening. People just saying, look, this is who I am. Take their, it or leave their, it. Their fathers are so filthy, filthy rich. So um, money was never an issue. Right, right. And, they, and I think they, their, they their parents they always were. tell them, look, we're going to have some problems in our life, but money is not one of them. Yeah, right. that's right. So don't ever think money is an issue. It's not. They just want to live their life. But I'm, I'm, I'm quite sure, you know, as they say, mother and fathers, they know best. They know their child. Mm-hmm. They already know what this situation is. And but they've just, seen the child Right, years. right. And it's just them coming out to the public. So, right. right. Exactly. So, and how, how, seen it over right. the years. How do I bring that out because I'm a celebrity or who who I am? Mm-hmm. But, you know, a lot of them have been supporting them, so that's a good thing. Right. Um, also, one last note. Actress Razio 
Well, Dawson. Oh, Rosario? Rosario, my baby. Yeah, Rosario I know who you're talking Dawson. about. Mm-hmm. She comes out as LGBTQ. Rosario Dawson? Has something she wants to clarify. She okay, never really okay. officially came out. Well, now she did by saying that, um, but she didn't before, but now finally it's out there. So I guess maybe somebody was getting ready to to say something. Mm-hmm. The actress was asked about 2018 Instagram post in honor of Pride Month. And it she reposted a video from um, the queer rapper Chica. And the video, the musician is um, rapping about pride and identity. And the caption, Dawson reposted Chica words that are the hook in the song. Hmm. I will not be ashamed, she wrote. This is just who I am and who I was meant to be. No mistake. Okay. 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 Dawson added her own words as well. Happy Pride Month, she wrote. Sending love um, to my fellow LGBTQ homies. Um, keep being strong in the face of adversity. Loud and proud. Hmm. Okay. Who knew? You know, because she's been in quite a bit of movies. Um, she was in that um, movie with um, Will Smith. Um, what um, was it? Nine seconds or something? Seven uh, seconds? Yeah, seven, seven. Something like that. Seven, seven pounds. Seven pounds, seven pounds. right. And uh, she's, you know, been in a lot of movies with a lot of leading men, but. That doesn't mean anything. Mm-mm. You know? So, um, you just never know. Uh, wow. That blew me. I mean, <laughs> that's yeah. a new one. That's a new one. Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay, Cattle. Wow. Okay. Well, you got everybody going, wow. <laughs> All right. Well, look, let's, let's just take one quick break, and then I guess we'll come back with, uh, I don't know, but we're coming right back. Uh, on the other side, on the Pajama Party Show. You're listening to the Pajama Party Late Night Adult Talk Show. We've added a new segment to the show called the Kiss It List. Every week, we put people on this list who have done dumb stuff or have been irritating or just gotten on out of your nerves. So we call them out and put them on the Kiss It List, and we tell you why. If you have somebody you want to add to our Kiss It List, hit us on Twitter at A Pajama Party and use hashtag Kiss It, and we'll add them to the list. If you prefer to email your contenders, send them to info at apajamaparty.com. We'll call them out every Friday night at the end of the show, so get those names in. Now, let's get back to the Pajama Party crew and more of the show. This DJ, would you mind turning it up a notch? Oh, how rude! Oh, you're on the kiss it list. Right, welcome back to the John Party One. Your host, Papa D. I'm here with Kettle. Hello. And Red Wine. Bonsoir, darling. Happy Friday. Whee! Right. Oh, let's see. Where are we going next? Just, I'm, I'm just going to name a few of, I'm sorry, uh, I gave a story about Rosario Dawson. She came out. Mm-hmm. She's playing in quite a bit of movies. Men in Black, Rent. Oh, that's yeah. right. Run Down. Black. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah, she's very popular. Unforgettable. I mean, she's, she's mm-hmm. like I said, seven pounds. That's the most popular one that I know of with um, uh, Will Smith. Yep. Um, Very popular woman. Yes. But, you know, it is what it is. It um, is definitely what it is. Yeah. So, I mean, that, that's what's up. <laughs> so. Okay. All right. Uh, let's see. I can go with, I'm just saying. Go ahead. It'll be quick. I just wanted to talk about, you know, with it being tax season approaching. Oh. I know nobody likes it. Nobody likes mm. it, for real, for real. But, you know, it is what it is. But, Always, um, every year. Yeah, every year it comes around like clockwork. But I was just reading something earlier, and I thought, you know, this is kind of messed up, that there's some stuff going on with uh, TurboTax. Apparently TurboTax has been tricking people with uh, tax preparation ads that misuse the word free. So you have all these ads talking about free this, free that, free tax preparation, you know, all this stuff free, but it's not free. And basically they've just been tricking and luring people in, and, you know, that stuff is not cool. So uh, there's a nonprofit group called ProPublica who has been investigating this stuff, 
and they're just trying to basically just blow the lid off of it. So um, IRS has got this longstanding agreement with some of the tax preparation companies, you know, that do your tax preparation and stuff, filing and all that. And then you got TurboTax running these ads. So there's a category that includes 70% of filers who can actually get free tax preparation. Mm -hmm. So that means there's 30% of us who won't fall into that category and you just got to pay somebody. But what they're doing is they've got these ads on there that come up that say this and that is free and you can get your stuff done free. Just click here, follow this link, and it turns out to not be true. So I'm just trying to figure out how are they getting away with this. TurboTax is like a major company. So it seems to me that if they're misleading taxpayers, IRS needs to cut them off at the knees. That would be my feeling. You know, I'm saying if y'all are jerking around people and you're not doing the right thing, cut them off at the knees. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't have to work with them. If they're not doing the right thing, you got to, like the way they do other countries, sanctions. If you can't lock them up, sanction them. I'm just saying you got to look out for people because there are a lot of people who are going to get taken in by this stuff. And you start putting all your personal information into these online you know, accounts and stuff, and then you get to the end thinking, oh, it's free, it's all free, and then they say, oh, you need to put your credit uh, card information, and you're like, oh, but I thought this was free. And at this point, if you stop, now they already got your information. They got your email address because that's one of the first things you fill out, your name, your address, your email, your social. They already have all that stuff. This is not cool. So I don't know, you know, if there's going to be any price they have to pay for all this stuff, but TurboTax need to be shot in the butt for this, for real. You shouldn't be, you know, doing this kind of stuff because tax stuff is serious. And when people are trying to get help to get their taxes, you know, dealt with, you want to file your stuff, you're trying to do the right thing, pay your stuff one time or file your stuff one time, you don't need to run into this kind of stuff. So all I'm saying is TurboTax, I'm putting you on the kiss it list. And I'll say right now, you can kiss mine because that ain't right. Mm-hmm. This is red wine, I'm just saying. TurboTax, you ought to be ashamed of yourself. <laughs> Keep tricking people, that ain't right. Last word, I guess. Yeah, we might as well wrap it up. You got anything else to say, Papa Didi? No, I'm good. Okay. All right. Yeah, he already told us what happened with that Tammy Terrell situation. <laughs> I'm hurt beyond that. Yeah. yeah. Kind of some rough 24 crap. years old, the young age to, to die, man. Go back and check that out. Um, young, I this, wish I thought, saw the unsung. Just pull up the unsung. That's yeah. the first thing he talked about. Yeah. You'll probably find and I would not have, I, have, I would not have spoke on it unless I heard it officially right. from unsung, which is a real show that's uh, yeah. putting it out there. Yeah. And I was just grabbing on the. Oh, can we just real quick do the uh, kiss it list? Because I have to put TurboTax on there. Oh, Lord. Okay. And, and a few other choices. James folks. Brown and David Ruffin. Okay, we're going to get them all on there. Oh, yeah. Papa Didi, can you tell everybody what the Kiss It list is? The Kiss It list is a list that's compiled with people that are a mess. <laughs> and uh, we're just going to put them on blast for what they've done because uh, whatever you do in the dark comes to the light. So, hello, okay. Kiss It list. This is all your right. time. So who we got on the list? I'm okay. starting it off with TurboTax. And I'm starting off with James Brown and David Ruffin. Okay. okay. And I'm putting 45 on there. I love that music. Because now yeah. all of these corrupt people who went to jail yeah. for all the corrupt stuff they did, now 45 is going to wave his fairy wand. Because they're vulnerable. And tell them all, okay, you can get out of jail they're now. vulnerable. Yeah, but I'm wondering, like you said, at what cost? Milkins knows the Wall Street like nobody else. Anytime you can rip a place off, you know it well. Yeah, that's so. messed up. All right. Um, anybody else? Nope. That's everybody for this week. Well, the the, the gentleman, the, the um, governor of Illinois. Oh, he, yeah. If he all of a sudden goes Republican. Yeah, Rob Lovovich or however he pronounced it. He Republican. Yeah, and Milton. He's a stone cold Republican. Uh, all right. We got something for you. And here it is. Kiss my empire ass. Kiss my Irish ass. You better kiss my Irish ass. This world kiss my 
my ass. You can I just want to say good night to everybody. Hope you enjoyed the show. Please tune in every Friday night to 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. All right? Okay. In the meantime, uh, Red Wine, could you shine my shoes? And the anyway, this is Red Wine, and I'm just saying good night to everybody. Thanks for hanging out with us tonight. We're going to deal with Papa Didi. We're going to have to call HR or something. We're going to tie his ass up. This resolve. We're going to get this resolved. All right, Carol, what's your last word and good night? Uh, my last word is uh, continue to be safe out there. And stay away folks that are sick, I'm trying to tell you. Yeah. This uh, what, canola virus, this thing is... Yeah, that corona thing. Yeah, this stuff is for real. Really? And I don't so, know if that mask is helping, so watch yourself. Yeah. If you see somebody coughing or hacking or whatever... Run. Yes, thank you. <laughs> run. I'm serious. And they were just showing... On TV about if you're in an airplane and somebody sneezes, how that air just yeah. fumigates up. All those little particles yeah. start to separate yeah. and run around. So just be careful out there and keep yourself safe and keep run for Keep your immune system strong. That's the key thing. Yep. You have to keep it strong. Eat, drink, you know, and exercise. Do the right thing for that body and, you know, it'll take care of itself. All right. Well, we're out. We'll see you next Friday night. Initiating shutdown sequence. Is it all over, Rock? I guess so. I bid you farewell, Arabatetti, Sayonara, and all that sort of cheers. Well, when you, I say when you gotta go, you gotta go. Well, good night. Jabiko, Sana. I regret to announce this is the end. I'm going now. Good night, and good luck. Was it as good for you as it was for me? Now give me a kiss and say good night. Good night. Good night. Thank you. Goodbye now. Goodbye. Goodbye. Thank you. Goodbye. Thank you for attending our show. And good night. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.